Welcome to everyone to Max Sports. I'm here with a fun episode for everyone here today. I have five teams that I have a lot of confidence in after this kind of free agency trading area. I also have five teams that I have big concerns on for next year. Let's get into it today. All right, as we get into today's episode, I have five teams that I really like and what they've been able to do in acquiring talent in the last couple of weeks. And then I have five teams that I am worried about. Let's flip a coin. Heads, tails. What do we want to do first? Uh, we're going to do favorites because that's what I want to do. With that being said, we'll get underway. The favorite team, one that I really like right now, is the Miami Dolphins. They've acquired Jalen Ramsey in a trade. They've signed Deshaun Elliott and David Long were all nice additions that I liked to a defense that struggled quite a bit this year. On top of it, they were able to bring back some of their running backs, including their starter, Raheem Mostert. I think that this is overall a good free agency. I would give it a solid A. The Dolphins are trying to add pieces to a contending roster that will not have a first-round pick this year due to tampering violations. So being able to bring in Jalen Ramsey on a third-round pick, bring in Sean Elliott, who played very solid in his time in Detroit. David Long was a very good linebacker for uh, Tennessee. I think these are all great moves to help upgrade the defense and they were able to keep and bring back most of their offensive talent that helped them get to the playoffs last year. I think this is a solid, solid free agency and offseason for the Miami Dolphins so far. Another team in their division that I am liking, if you obviously didn't hear the news, the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers said he's going to play with them. He is he has made up his mind. All he's waiting for is the Green Bay Packers to negotiate compensation that they want for him. So Rodgers is a Jet. That alone will push them into playoff contention. They were very close last year after almost making the playoffs with some of the worst quarterback play in the league. Adding a solid number two option and friend of Rodgers, Alan Lazard, will only help this offense play up to par with one of the better defenses in the league that they already have. I think Garrett Wilson and Lazard make a very dangerous one-two combo, and obviously adding a Hall of Fame quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. Even though he might have regressed a little bit last year, I still think he can make all the throws in the NFL, and I still trust him over any quarterback that they had on the roster last year. Another team that I believe won in free agency offseason time, despite losing a couple players, they lost Orlando Brown to the Bengals. They lost Juju Smith-Schuster, but they did get Jawan Taylor to replace Orlando Brown at tackle. This is a great move for Kansas City as they try to keep their championship window open. Keeping the O-line a strength for them is going to be a reason they are still Super Bowl contenders. Think of it. Despite the bad ankle during the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes was pressured far less and sacked less than Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl. Now, while that doesn't mean everything, it was mainly due to their O-line playing better in that game than Phillies, which is another elite O-line. Being able to protect your quarterback at all costs is important in this league. And then bringing in Jawan Taylor, who is younger than Brown, just by a little bit, on a big deal. This is a this is an anchor on an offensive line that you can build around for several years while you still have a Hall of Fame quarterback and a Hall of Fame coach. Great move by Kansas City. 
Speaking of that, the defending uh, NFC champions, the Philadelphia Eagles, I also have as a team that is one. And I was worried some about them to start this offseason. After some reports that they would be losing a lot of their free agents, Philly has been able to keep uh, to keep Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, Darius Slay is actually coming back after some reports that he was getting released, and James Bradbury as well. While there are still some questions around some free agents that they lost, as in Miles Sanders, and the future of some that haven't been signed, like C.J. Gardner-Johnson, their safety, they've been able to bring back more key pieces to their team than I originally thought was possible. All of these are great players that can help them get back to where they were last year, and we haven't even talked about the draft yet where they have two first-round picks. All of these moves are genius. It is a great way. They've been able to bring the core back and try and repeat again, come back to the big dance. We'll see if they can do it. Another team that I like, the AFC runner-ups, the Cincinnati Bungles. The Bengals, while I do worry about some of their losses in the secondary, losing Von Bell, uh, that is a worrisome move for me. They also lost Jesse Bates. I like them getting Orlando Brown from Kansas City. It's a huge win for a team that is still trying to find ways to better protect Joe Burrow. Getting one of, if not the premier tackle in free agency, was a great move for a team that needs to keep investing in the O-line. Whether it's helping out with the run game, help giving Joe Burrow more time, this is an absolute win for Cincinnati. If you're a Bengals fan, you know that Joe Burrow has been pressured more than most quarterbacks and sacked more than most quarterbacks in the NFL. Keeping him upright will also keep him healthy. This is a great move for Cincinnati. Another good offseason that I'm excited for, despite being a division rival, is the Chicago Bears. I like their moves when it comes uh, to trading out of the top pick in the draft more than some of their free agent spending. By trading out, they acquired uh, DJ Moore, one of the better receivers off of Carolina. I think he's a solid weapon that can start day one for the Chicago Bears. I find some of their deals in free agency, though, like making Tremaine Edmonds the highest paid inside linebacker in football to be a slight overpay. As this team is building, though, they will have to make some overpays to interest-free agents they, that may not be interested in playing for a team that will most likely not be contending next year. However, I do believe that the Bears have been able to put enough around Justin Fields for them to know if he is their guy moving forward. Between the additions of Chase Claypool during the trade deadline, DJ Moore, you have a solid receiving room. They have been able to uh, address some needs in the defense. Obviously, again, I said slight overpay with Tremaine Edmonds, but I do like their ability that they've been able to acquire talent. Even if it's a slight overpay, it's worth putting enough around fields to know if he is your franchise quarterback because you don't want to pay the you don't want to overpay the quarterback. That is the biggest overpay you can have. Now, when it comes to some of the losers. I have five teams that are losers. I will be sharing those with you after the break. Be right back. Just for fans of the show, if you like off-season talk, if you missed my episode two days ago, that was my mock draft special where I gave you an updated version of my mock draft. If you want to know who I think your favorite team is going to be drafting, Feel free to come check out that episode, leave your comments, leave a like, I'd much appreciate it. I spent a lot of time making that mock draft and really kind of thinking about 
great fits for every team and really try to look at their rosters. So if you are a fan of mock draft talk, free agency talk, please check out that episode. I think it'd be something you'd like. All right. Thank you for that little break. Now we are back on to part two of our episode today. Today's episode might be a little shorter, but I wanted to come up with some fun content that I kind of liked more than just reading the news to you guys. My five teams that I view as losers right now during this free agency kind of tampering offseason period, I have for you. To start things off, I have the Green Bay Packers. Losing your Hall of Fame quarterback is not a great start to your offseason, and I don't believe that they will be getting a ton of assets for Rodgers when it comes to draft capital. On top of that, they have missed out on a lot of free agents due to Rodgers being on their books still as of now. While they've been able to retain some guys, they really haven't added to the team. They do have some solid vets on the roster to help the future quarterback, Jordan Love, next year. They weren't able to acquire many new ones, and they did lose players like Alan Lazard. And like him, some players might leave with Rodgers in New York. There's been rumors of Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis leaving as well. While they aren't necessarily star players, and some of them are very old, I think that having solid vets around a guy that is going to be a starting quarterback for the first time in his you know, in his entire career next year, having valued veterans on your team is an important thing for a new young quarterback. And right now they do not have many on the offensive end, especially at receiver. Another team that lost a Hall of Fame quarterback, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How interesting. They have been able to keep names like Jamel Dean, one of their best corners, who is a piece that they can build on moving forward, but bringing back players like Levante David, who is 33 at linebacker, while he is good, I don't see him as a guy that will be around for uh, when this team is ready to compete again for a division. They are one of the older teams in football, and they bring in Baker Mayfield to be their starter next year instead of really looking to acquire a star like maybe Lamar Jackson uh, as like a win-now move. And they don't really seem to be a team looking to acquire a rookie in this year's draft, which sounds to me like Baker is going to be the starter next year. That sounds like this coaching staff is probably on the hot seat and there will be a massive overhaul next season. Todd Bowles is an experienced vet, but he hasn't really gone through a rebuild in a long time. He's more of a win-now move. Knowing that he is gone most likely next year, I think that this will be the beginning of a rough rebuild for Tampa. That Super Bowl is going to uh, catch up with them. I know the Rams were worried about their Super Bowl woes, but this is going to be a long rebuild for Tampa, and I don't think it's going to be a fun team to watch next year. Speaking of that, in their division, a team that is having quarterback issues, the Atlanta Falcons, one of the biggest spenders in free agency, bringing in names like safety Jesse Bates, tackle Caleb McGarry, and linebacker Caden Ellis. They also required backup quarterback Taylor Heineke to, well, again, be the backup to Desmond Ritter. All right. While I like some of these moves, I don't see any of these players making a big enough impact for this team unless the quarterback position improves next year. Whether Desmond Ritter can prove himself as a starter in this league or not fully depends on how this team is going to play next year. They have solid pieces all around here, but this team needs a quarterback, and if they don't get one on their roster this year, 
when it comes to finding one, whether it's Heineke or Ritter, I don't see the impact these players uh, of these players being able to be enough to make Atlanta fans happy next year. I think a quarterback next offseason would help complete this team, though. So while I don't like this offseason with how much they've necessarily spent, I think that this is a good start for them to maybe get their quarterback next year. However, I don't necessarily see this team record-wise being any better than they were last year. Another team, another bird team, has the Baltimore Ravens, a team that seems to be in a classic Wild West standoff with their franchise quarterback, Lamar Jackson. A very messy situation, I think probably the worst when it comes to free agency. But the Ravens haven't really acquired any talent and will only get worse if they end up letting Lamar Jackson walk. While the draft capital could be nice as two first-round picks and some salary room to spend, their offense is constructed for a running quarterback like Lamar and should be overhauled if he is no longer there. Some players and some are coaches. Letting Lamar walk would probably mean the, they're the worst team in the AFC North next year, which could be... Would, not could be, would be unacceptable for John Harbaugh, who has seemed to be on the hot seat the last couple of years due to playoff failures. Again, what worries me, friends, is the fact that Lamar is a running quarterback while he doesn't necessarily like how the Ravens are doing contract negotiations with him. The Ravens need him because they would, again, have to overhaul their entire offense not necessarily the players but also the scheming how it is run and they don't have the assets to necessarily change that in one season on top of it again john harbaugh i think is playing for his job next year if he can't coach and get this team to the postseason i think it might be the end for john harbaugh in baltimore Finally, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers as my last one. While it is a slight criticism of them, I look at a signing of Cam Sutton leaving to go to Detroit, and they respond with a signing of Patrick Peterson. While he is a big name, most likely a Hall of Fame candidate, I think this was an overpay for Patrick Peterson, an older aging corner who has lost a step over the last couple of years. This is a slight criticism, but knowing that the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is one of the most expensive, I believe the most expensive in the NFL, losing a player like Sutton for only $4 million more and you, you sign an older Patrick Peterson instead, I think that this is a kind of filling a gap, but not necessarily doing it the best way possible. It's not an upgrade at the defense, and it wasn't necessarily the cheapest move either. Patrick Peterson is more of a name than a star at this point in his career. I think you just spent a lot of money on a corner that really won't be able to help improve your defense next year. It is still expensive, but now it is not as good as it could be. And knowing that a lot of money is put on the cap room on the defensive side, I wonder how they will be able to address the offensive side and put more around Kenny Pickett next year. Not the worst situation, but hasn't been my favorite offseason for your Pittsburgh Steelers. Let me know what you guys think. What team do you think I missed? Is there a team that I didn't talk about? I'll save for the free agency another team that... I would maybe put on this list would be the Tennessee Titans due to the fact that they are going to have to be moving on from franchise running back Derrick Henry, and they really don't have a ton in place to build towards the future, nor do they really have the pieces to win now anymore. 
Again, they have Mike Vabrell, a very solid head coach in this league and a player that I, not a player, a coach that I actually am really fond of. But I do worry about their ability to compete in a division that has two teams rebuilding, most likely getting franchise quarterbacks in Houston and Indy. And on top of it, you have Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence, who looks like they're primed to go on a three, four-year run of winning the division. That is probably my next team that I could talk about. But again, I understand some of the moves that they've had to make and lose in free agency due to the fact that they just don't have the ability to. So tell me, is there a team I missed? Is there a team I misjudged? You let me know in your in the comments section below. You can leave me voice memos. You can leave me texts uh, in my Q&A section on Spotify and now Spotify for podcasters, not Anchor, of course. But if there is a team that you would like me to talk about when it comes to free agency like this and kind of give like a mini essay on, let me know. I'd be more than happy to do so. With all that being said, this is the end of today's episode. I want to thank you all for giving some time. Hopefully this was some content that you all appreciated. Take care. Bye.